Boston. Astronaut. A man barely alive. Gentlemen, we can rebuild him. We have the technology. We have the capability to make the world's first bionic man. Steve Austin will be that man. Better than he was before. Better. Stronger. Faster. Hello and welcome to Retrospection. In this episode, we're focusing our bionic eyes and getting our super grip on the American series The Six Million Dollar Man, which initially ran from 1974 to 1978. My name's Colin and do you understand me? Are you a man? Well, um, it, that's a complicated question, Colin. I mean, we, we could debate this for hours, couldn't we? We could, yeah. We, we'd need diagrams, we'd need samples. <laughs> I was more concerned with your... Um... Grip. I don't. I don't like hearing about your grip. To be My honest. super grip. Your super grip. Yeah, yeah. Gives me chills. Well honed. Well what? Honed. All oh, right. Okay. And my name's Paul, and it looks like you're sitting on a volcanic vent. No, it's okay. It's it's itchy piles. Oh, is that what it is? Itchy yeah. piles. Yeah. Good prog rock band. <laughs> hey, there we go. <laughs> I've done that one for a while. <laughs> oh, we have. <laughs> I'm sure we have, yeah. Oh. But, you know, it's a, it's a classic, so we'll go with it. Okay. Yeah. DMDB says, Follow the adventures of Steve Austin, cybernetically enhanced astronaut turned secret agent, employed by the OSI under the command of Oscar Goldman and supervised by the scientist who created his cybernetics, Rudy Wells. Steve uses his superior strength and speed provided by his bionic arm and legs and the enhanced vision provided by his artificial eye to fight enemy agents aliens, mad scientists, and a wide variety of other villains. Who wouldn't want to watch that? All right, yeah, sounds good. For some reason, we're not doing the pilot, all the TV movies, all the first episode of the show. We're doing season three, episodes 17 and 18, The Secret of Bigfoot, part one and two, which aired in 1976. You want to explain yourself why, Paul? Well, I just thought when we we decided to do The Six Million Dollar Man, I just thought... The Bigfoot episodes are so fixed in people's minds. They're so famous, mm-hmm. these episodes, aren't they? Mm-hmm. And I just thought, they're fun, so let's do those. All right. Well, this episode stars Lee Majors as Colonel Steve Austin, Richard Anderson as Oscar Goldman, Stephanie Powers as Shalon, Severin Dearden as Aploy, and Hank Brandt as Ivan Berkey, and Andre the Giant as Bigfoot. Yeah, only in these two, because we should say Bigfoot comes back in subsequent seasons. It does, yes. And he's played by, I think he's played by Ted Cassidy later in the series. Hmm. He's the guy from the Adams family. Oh, right, right. I can see that, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The show was produced by Kenneth Johnson, who also created the Bionic Woman and the Jamie character. He also created V, the Incredible Hulk, and Alien Nation. That's a good uh, pedigree there, isn't it? It is, yeah. Mm-hmm. Also, executive producer is Herb Bennett. Yeah, and he's probably best known for keeping Star Trek going in the 80s, isn't he, after the motion picture? Yes, he is, yeah. He was well known for bringing things in, like, under budget, wasn't he? And on time. I think he was quite, he was quite um, uh, good at management. 
Right. Managing money, right. managing people, managing time is what is what he was best known for. That's what you want as a producer. It is. Why don't we got one? Oh, because because we don't spend any money. <laughs> <laughs> we don't make any money. I should say we do spend money. Actually, this these mics cost money, That's but true. Uh, we don't make any money. That's why the producer would look at us and go, "Well, you two wasters. What's the point? What is the point, Paul?" <laughs> Don't, don't, see, that don't, way lies, all right, don't go down. All right, no, yeah, yeah. Lies don't, madness, madness that way. Right, don't, got don't it, think about got it. it. Don't think about it. Got it. Six million dollars today would probably just get you a bionic finger. <laughs> but what could you do with that finger? What what wouldn't you not want to do with that finger? Absolutely. Absolutely. That finger would get you in a lot of trouble. It has. About about six million dollars worth <laughs> of trouble. <laughs> I think they'd lock me away and throw away the key. They have <laughs> many times. Yes, I had a thirteen-inch, six million-dollar man as a kid. The version I had came out in nineteen seventy-seven because there were slight differences between them, and I had the Bionic Transport and Repair playset. But don't remember watching any of the episodes. I had the exact same toys. Now the playset was like a uh, it was like a rocket ship that opened up, wasn't it? And you could hook his arms and things into it. Yeah, he laid in it. That's yeah, it, yeah. 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 Never had any of the other figures. Never had a Bigfoot figure because nope. I know they made one, but never had that. Never had an Oscar. Um, no. Never had any of the... Ex- well, you won't with your performances. <laughs> Thank you. Um, ne- never had a, um, any of the other characters. I think they did a Jamie Summers, who was the spin-off Barnet Woman. Um, right. They never did a fe- I never had one of the Fembots, unfortunately, in many ways. Um, no, no, not unfortunately for them. <laughs> what are you saying? You know what I'm uh, saying. Um, but yeah, because it, it was kind of we were too young for it, really, weren't we? Yeah, because I'm thinking if that tie came out in 1977, mm-hmm. I would have been three years old. Yeah, but then again, I remember so... I remember having Star Wars figures for the first time. Which... Was that? When Star Wars came out, was that late? It came out in 77. I guess the figures came out in 78, yeah. 79. Mm. So it was a couple of years later. Right. But I was probably playing with my Steve Austin figure. Self? Oh. Um, way into like the late 70s, early 80s. Um, yeah. I can even remember the, the, the crunch, crunch, crunch noise that the thing on his back made when he used to lo- lift his arm up the, with the yeah yeah the rat the trigger ratchet yeah. thing at the back and it, he came with a yeah. um like a fake uh car engine that you could lift up ah now mine didn't come with a car engine mine came with a fake girder oh right so there's variations out there then there is yeah i, I do remember watching it but i only have mm. like vague memories of it i remember i probably liked it at the time but but right. I'm wondering whether my memories of watching it weren't when it was initially on, but like reruns. Because this was rerun on British television for years, wasn't it, in the early 80s, I think. Yeah. And I think that's where my memory of watching it from is from, not when it was original. Yeah. So I'm watching them now. Mm-hmm. And there's a few surprises. I'm, I'm surprised in the episodes with Lindsay Wagner as the bionic woman that... Lee Majors breaks into song about Jamie a few times. <laughs> I've seen the um, the episode where uh, are they having a montage moment and he does a full-on mm-hmm. 
song over the top yeah. of it? Is that what the one you're talking about? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The song is Jamie, Jamie, Jamie and a magic touch. I'm the Helter Skelter, faster and faster to Cuckoo Land. Yeah, that was one of the songs, right? You know, you know, somewhere in time, there's a there's a there's a tape of me singing that as a six year old boy. That particular song, yes, I love Jamie and his magic that, that, torch. That, yeah. Always, I was always upset when my torch didn't actually make a portal into the floor that I could just jump into. We were all upset about that. What that I didn't find a portal that I could jump into. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I'll keep trying for you, Colin. You know, I'll let you know. I noticed his season four, he starts wearing a mustache. Yeah, but his whole look changes, doesn't it? And I think that I read somewhere that that's because he went and had a little bit of touch up here and there. Well, I, I just imagine the first day of shooting. It's, have you have you have you seen majors? Yeah, yeah. Do do you want to tell him he looks like a World War Two spiv who's out selling illegal <laughs> nylons? No, no, just let it be. Let it be. <laughs> Either that or a member of the village people. Yeah, it's a it's a strange look. Uh, I'm in the third season. Uh, I, I just watched an episode where a criminal steals the Liberty Bell in Philadelphia and takes it to a clearing and rigs a bomb up on it. At no attempt did they make the place look like Philadelphia. Where is it really then? Oh, it's clearly California. Oh, right. Okay. It's the California mountains. It's California. <laughs> you know that, that brown grass that mm-hmm. California has? Because, yeah, it doesn't look anything like Philadelphia. Doesn't in in the pilot he goes to he's supposed to go to a Middle Eastern country and it's basically just out in the dunes outside of L.A. Yeah, I can imagine. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> series was based on Martin Caden's nineteen seventy two novel Cyborg, which was mm-hmm. the working title of the series during pre production. Yeah, and the the because there were it wasn't a series at first, was it? It was a series of TV movies, wasn't it? Yes. It. Yeah. Yeah. And they're very different yeah. in tone, aren't they? They're closer to the book than, than the series was, I think, aren't they? Uh, yeah, I've not read the book, so I couldn't really say, but I, I can I understand what you're meaning. They're a mm-hmm. bit more serious in the technical side, I guess. Yeah. And, and Steve Austin's attitude to having um, bionic limbs is a lot more pessimistic, in, in certainly in the first couple of movies, I think, than it is in the TV show. Yeah, but although they do bring that back later in the TV show when an, another bionic man is created and has trouble with his limbs. Isn't he called the $7 million man? He yeah. is. It's more expensive. Inflation. <laughs> well, obviously, you know, it was the 70s. There was a crisis yeah, although I going think, on. I think he has two arms, that, uh, that extra arm. That's right. But Steve still beats him. Spoilers. You know, but he does. For, yeah, for this, yeah. what, 50-year-old TV show or whatever it is now. <laughs> yeah. It's weird. Like, he has... So he has a bionic right arm, mm-hmm. he has two bionic legs, and he has a bionic left eye. Yeah. Which, if you think about it, the things he does with his bionic arm, he still won't be able to do, because when you lift stuff and it's heavy, you use your back and your, all your muscles. <laughs> so you still get crushed. Yeah, or his back would just completely crumble, wouldn't it? Yeah. 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 So it would make You'd more sense after... if, if they gave him a bionic spine as well, wouldn't it? Yeah, and I was saying, like, after a point, because you watch the show and he gets defeated in certain ways, you think, like, maybe he would just go, you know, why don't you just take the other arm off and replace that and do both eyes? I always wondered why he didn't have both arms done. Yeah, you might as well. Two for one. you got to have a sail on on the day, haven't they? Yeah. You know, yeah, six, six, both eyes. Yeah. Go bionic nose so you can smell really fair. 
That was going to be what I was going to ask you. If if you could have one part of you turned into a bionic part, what would it be? Oh, it's a tricky one because, you know, we want to keep it clean. You know, I don't mean wash a lot. I mean, <laughs> I know what you mean. lower the tone. I wondered why, but okay. So, let's think. Bionic hand. Yeah, why? Just, you know, playing video games and things like that. Oh, so you, you mean you don't get repetitive strain? Injuries when you're yeah yeah this be typing would be fast two bionic hands maybe because they type with both hands yeah well not always yeah all right yeah I suppose so yeah yeah you liver a bionic liver yeah. so that it could uh, take all the alcohol yeah. yeah and it would just pour it away I'm still hoping they're going to invent one see I I didn't think about internal organs that's not a bad idea yeah you could have anything couldn't you yeah yeah, yeah. any part of your gizzard could be any part of your gizzard? Yeah, it could be bionic. Bionic? That's a word. Gizzard? Yeah, gizzards. Mm. You know, your, right. your flux. Yeah. Capacitor. <laughs> That's the one, yes. <laughs> As you can tell, we, we, we're still in medical school. <laughs> <laughs> I never left. <laughs> no. Always learning. It's like doctor in the house. Mm, yeah, there's always time for learning. There is, yeah. Mm -hmm. Talking of titles, I sometimes mistakenly call it the Bionic Man. So do I. In fact, my notes are, are, are headed Bionic Man. But it's, of course it's not. It's always a $6 million man. But the Bionic Woman was called the Bionic Woman. The spin-off show. I, I'm sure I remember my, my parents referring to it as the Bionic Man show. And I think that's just because it's just easier to say Bionic Man than $6 million yeah. man, isn't it? I yeah. agree, yeah. Bionic Man's a better title as well. It would have worked better with the spin-off as well, because then you got the Bionic Man, the it Bionic would. Woman. You could do the Bionic Dog. It would. Bionic, they had a Bionic Dog, didn't they? In, uh, Did they? In Not Bionic so Woman. Far, or I'm up to. Yeah, in Bionic Woman, there was a Bionic Dog in the third oh, season. I haven't, I haven't started that yet, because I've actually got a viewing order of all the episodes for the two shows, so that I can switch between the shows in the right places. Yeah, because it was a weird one as well. They used to start a, a storyline in one show and finish it in the other show. That's what I was worried about. Yeah, yeah. yeah you got to be careful of that. Right. Um, apparently, the level of violence, a bit like Starsky and Hutch, when we did Starsky and Hutch, we talked about this. Um, it decreased um, as the show went on because Steve Austin was becoming a children's favourite. And it's not surprising, really. I mean, he is basically a comic book hero. Yeah, he's just throwing people around yeah. all the time, punching them. Yeah, and, and he was starting to become a um, uh, a role model for kids. Ah, I all right. I do like the way that um, characters reappear as well in later episodes. Not always played by the same actors either. Um, Rudy Wells changes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's a couple that he change. changes. Yeah, well, there's one where where they in an episode where he finds a, a Japanese soldier who still thinks the war's going on in the Philippines, and then he comes back in a later episode when they're looking for a wolf boy. And he helps him. Yeah. Oh, I look forward to that one. I, I'm watching it as well, just so you know. Oh, okay. Right. Uh, in 77, before production started on the final season, uh, producers were considering re replacing Lee Majors because there was a lot of contract issues going on. I think he was like asking really? for various things and they didn't know what to do. It's interesting, the list of actors, actually. So you had... Go on. You had uh, Bruce Jenner. Now, Caitlyn Jenner. 
Yeah. The one that I I can I could have seen seemed like a natural um, progression from an e- an easy sell would be Gilgarad. Oh, definitely. Mm-hmm. Yes, he's got that same like aimable, yep. charismatic personality. Yeah. Yes, he's kind of a wish Lee Majors, isn't he? <laughs> yeah, he's he's like the Bergen base. That's the one. He he's he's the when your parents go to buy your Transformers and come back with a GoBot. He definitely is. He definitely is. Yeah. And the weirdest one is uh, Harrison Ford. Oh, that that I'm not keen on. Neither were they. And apparently they said it was because they couldn't see him as an action star. Oh, all right. Well. Proved them wrong a bit, didn't they? He did Later. a bit, yeah. Mm-hmm. One fact that I'm sure we will dispute later on as we get into the episodes is that According to Lee Majors, he did about 90% of his own stunts. Now, I'm sure that dispute is not between us two, because I think we're both on agreement that not only did he not do 90% of the stunts, <laughs> I'm not even sure he did most of the walking, because in the in the Blu-ray versions of the $6 million man, it's quite clear where the stuntman's being used. Yeah, definitely, definitely. You, I mean, they don't even hide it sometimes, do they? No, no The camera's right in the no. guy's face. And because it's all in slow motion as well. Yeah, and sometimes it's a stuntman when you think, why did he use a stuntman for that? He's just running. I mean, clearly it's not It's not because it's a stuntman. It's because obviously Lee Majors wasn't on set that day and they didn't need him for that bit. So they filmed with somebody else. But yeah, all right. Yeah, yeah. I, I think there's, uh, there's there's debate there, isn't there? Yeah. yeah. It's, like I, it's like I do 90% of my own stunts for this podcast. No one can see us. No, Say, no. Go, go for 100. I know, for 100. 100%. Well, right now I'm stood on the ledge. Outside your window. Yeah, ready to jump. But Don't that, do that's it. just the way the podcast affects me. <laughs> Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> come All back right, inside. I'll come back in. Yeah, Hold please. on. Um, producers and Lee Majors had to write letters to children explaining that the show was a work of fiction because apparently some kids were trying to injure themselves so that they could gain bionic limbs. all right yeah great it was the 70s it was the 70s what can you say i mean yeah but even as a kid did you ever try to did you ever try to act out some of the stuff you loved as a kid did you i mean i love chips but you don't see me wanting to (laughs) jump on a motorcycle and i i do i do have vague memories of of Doing Ooh. the slow motion. This is unusual. Run from this show, but that's wow. not dangerous, is it? Because you just run in this slow motion. You sure that just wasn't your normal speed? <laughs> it may well have been, but this was in my living room. You know, doing the whole, da, 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 you know, oh, doing yeah, that, yeah, yeah, doing pretending the sound, to do right, that. Right. So I suppose that's copying stuff from the show, isn't it? Yeah, but you weren't throwing yourself off the top of no. the roof hoping you get bionic legs. No, I didn't chuck myself off the garage roof. No. <laughs> There's a difference. Yeah. How bizarre. How yeah. strange. Yeah. And where were the parents? That's what I mean. It was the 70s. They were probably down the pub, weren't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. they didn't care. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah just come, yeah, come back when it goes dark. You've got your grifter. Get outside. Yeah. That sounds like they're with some kind of card shark or someone. <laughs> you know what a I do. Was. I do. Yeah. It was a bite. It was a bite. Your parents got you when they couldn't afford a rally or something like that. Uh, wasn't a grifter a rally? 
Because it was a boxer, wasn't it? A boxer with delusions of grandeur. It was just a, it was a big boxer. And it had those terrible handlebars that were a death trap that you could because it was. Yeah, I think I think it's a it's a rally. Ah, right. Okay. I just remember it being weighted wrong, and you just went face over all the time. Or maybe that was you, just me. Yeah, you don't know how to ride a bike. Not really. Nah, that explains really. it. You're running around in slow motion. You can't ride bikes. <laughs> Do you have I any tried. friends when you were a kid? I tried. I did try. I did okay. have a bike, but I just never, never no. really took to it. No, no, no. Imagine how the bike felt. <laughs> Maybe that's why I always used to get chucked off it. It was like Herbie. It had <laughs> an opinion about you. Hey, there's a movie there. There is? Yeah. Going back to what you were saying about um, you're watching this at the minute and you've got like a, um, a it's a spreadsheet, isn't it, of, of what you're... I, someone's done a website and yeah. I'm just, I've just copied his website and I'm using that. Are you going to include the Bionic reunion movies that they made in the eighties and the nineties? Yes, I have the I have the box sets. Oh right, okay, nice. Yeah. So there's three yeah. of those, isn't there? There's um, uh, Return of Six Million Dollar Man, Bionic Showdown. Sounds mm-hmm. right. Yeah, and then a Bionic Breakdown, which is where they get married. Mm-hmm. And who is in one of those? The Go later on. ones. Go on, Sandra Bullock. Yes, does it, yeah, it's coming back to me. Doesn't she play like the the, the person that's going to take over from them? Yes, yes, mm-hmm. I believe so. I guess they were hoping for a spin-off, another spin-off. Yeah. Isn't Mackie Wahlberg supposedly doing a $6 billion man film? Oh, that, that's been talked about for years, hasn't it? I think that's fell, yeah. off, fell off the radar now. Yeah. Although we do have a Lee Majors um, spin-off reboot movie coming out starring ryan gosling don't we do we oh the fall guy yeah yeah you seen the trailer thankfully no yeah don't bother don't bother okay all right i mean does it have heather Heather thomas in it it doesn't well then they'll point and i'm as as far as i'm aware it 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 doesn't even have a, a sneaky you know nod and a wink cameo by lee majors which you'd think you would have wouldn't you You'd think so, yeah. yeah. A, bounty, a bounty hunter's still a thing? I don't know. I mean, I remember Dog the Bounty Hunter. Oh, yeah. He yeah. was a thing, wasn't he? Mm. Looked like a wrestler, he didn't was. he? was. Yeah. yeah. Um, and the only other thing I, that I was going to mention is Farrah Fawcett was... Um, she turns up in the show quite a lot, a couple of times. She was his wife at the time, Lee Majors. She plays a journalist. That's right. But apparently he pushed for her to get the role of Jamie Summers. But obviously she lost out to Lindsay Wagner. Well, can't imagine her as the bionic woman, can you? And I love Farah. Mm. Right, right. She's no well, bionic woman. You'd re- no. All right. Well, we've been talking forever, half an hour, so we should, probably should actually get into the episode. Let's go. I mean, we have a narration at the beginning, which explains the show. Mm-hmm. Um. So. You know, and and it's pretty concise. It's okay. Uh, so we have Austin and Goldman are in a helicopter. Lots of helicopters in this show, like that. I, I, just going back to that narration, I just wanted to say that that sequence is iconic, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. yeah. It's a real crash, isn't it? As well, that they use in 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 the. Mm-hmm. It was a, apparently a, an M two F two lifting body configuration. <laughs> something. <or> other. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I wrote. 
Hey. Sorry, I just it's just the fact that you try for about a nanosecond you tried to pass it off as like you knew what you were talking about. <laughs> and then, and then <laughs> I gave up. But it was so amusing. Yeah. That's how, that's, how I, that's my approach to life, Colin, as you know. Is it yeah. Yeah it is, yeah, yeah. You do it every day at work. I do. No, hang on. Uh the 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 pilot of that test flight that crashed. Is he bionic now? <laughs> He's not, no. Bruce Bruce Peterson, his oh. name was. He hit the ground at 250 miles per hour and he lost the use of his right eye due to infection after, after the crash. So it wasn't the crash that affected him. It was the hospital aftercare. I guess so. <laughs> he, uh, he often said that he hated reliving that crash week after week on television. Just don't watch stop, it. Yeah, stop watching yeah. the show. Yeah, I'll skip the opening credits. Go, do, <laughs> go, go make a cup of coffee. It'd be, it'd be a lot worse if they used real footage of something where someone actually died. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. No bionic parts for him. No. Mm-hmm. Nope. Why didn't they give him a bionic eye if he got an infection in it? Oh, do you, do you really want me to explain to you why? <laughs> Are you going to tell me because it's not real, aren't you? Yeah, that's yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> all right. It's all make-believe, Paul. I'm sorry. <laughs> it felt fut- futuristic and high-tech, though, this, when you were a kid, didn't it? That whole... You know the way that they do the the, the quote computer graphics unquote in in the uh, in the title sequence. I mean they're not. Yeah, it's a, it's animation, isn't it? Is what it is. Yeah, actually. but yeah, it did and the whole concept of bionics and cybernetics and mm-hmm. all that kind of thing was futuristic back then. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And was and was the in thing? I mean, it can't robots. I kind of well, robotics is in now, but it it's more realistic of idea what a robot is now. Yeah. Did you read the other day that a robot killed a guy in Korea? No. Oh, yeah, it's starting. Fac- yeah, in a factory. It mistaken him for a box of vegetables and crushed him. <laughs> I mean, you're laughing, Paul, but he's dead. <laughs> I didn't know the guy. Uh... <laughs> oh, is that how it works? It's funny <laughs> when you don't know. Callous. Callous. Very callous. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, started... Oh, that was the name of the robot. <laughs> The AI wars are coming, I'm telling you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Whose side are you on? Oh, the robots. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. No. <laughs> anyway. No no resistance movement for us. We're straight in with them. No. No, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but we're, we're, uh, we're signing up to be uh, Quizlings. Absolutely. I'll be some robots, bitch. I don't mind. Uh, so, yeah, uh, Austin and Goldberg, they're in a helicopter looking at a major fault line. San Andreas Fault, and then there's earthquake sensors have been planted in an uninhabited area. There's two scientists are there, uh, Marlene and Ivan. But we see a hurry man. It's not me. Definitely not, you. Definitely not me. He's too, 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 too tall, you know. You're too tall or the creature's too tall? So these, these two people are geologists, aren't they? That yes. is right. That's what they are, isn't it? Right. Yeah, okay. we'll go with that. Whew, that was a good guess. And... Um, they're, they're apparently husband and wife, right? Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm not trying to, you know... I, I, oh, where's he but, going? But um, rather than predicting earthquakes, I think she needs to learn how to predict strokes because this guy's a lot older than her, isn't he? That's all I'm saying. It's the 70s. How can you tell? Oh, come on. She looks about 25. He looks about 55. Well, I, I, didn't, I didn't notice. Like, so they set up camp... Like Steve Austin mm-hmm. and Goldburn and the uh, soldiers. Steve's not very careful about using his powers, is he? See, this is something I never realised. 
so it's a secret that he's got these powers, isn't it? It's supposed to be, yes. But every week in 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 every story, he uses them in front of people. Yeah, yeah. Put it this way: I, I realized there's a there's a line he uses. He goes, uh, "What security clearance are you?" And the person usually goes, "Oh, I'm a six. Well, you've just been elevated to a nine. <laughs> so, so, that, so he's good. You've got to be a nine to know about it, have you? Yeah, yeah. That's a common line. Or, or, or he just says like, "What you're going to see, you never saw," kind of thing. But yes, every week, usually somebody new learns about his power. So by the time you've done it, there's like about 400 people who know that there's a bionic man around. Isn't there a running gag through some of the early episodes that when he uses his like special vision, uh, um, people say, "Oh, well, can you see that fan?" And he says, "Oh, uh, I eat a lot of carrots or something like that." That is a line yeah. in one of the episodes, and he does other yeah, ones yeah, yeah. to. Uh, yeah. To get around, you could only yeah. do that for so yeah. long in a show. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah, but yeah, so because he, he, he jumps onto the truck to fix the antenna, and I just thought, yeah, he's not very careful at this point. He's given up. Yeah, because just doesn't care. O- Oscar tries to um, uh, distract people. Do a bit diversion. Yeah. Look at that over there. <laughs> that's literally what he does. Wow. Isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, he does. Yeah. <laughs> So Merlin gets a strange reading, like a high-pressure volcanic event, but there's no volcanic volcanic occurrences there. But a hairy man attacks Merlin and Hank, and, and not in a, not in that kind of way. We don't mean he attacks them. I mean he, he attacks. No, them. no, he's just uh, smashing the equipment yeah. and beating everybody. But there's not really a good way to be attacked, really. Is there? there's not a bad way and a good way. You're either attacked or you're not attacked. Yeah, I was wondering what you were going to say. You sounded like you were saying there was a good way to be attacked. Now, don't put words in my mouth. Don't put words in my mouth. No. All right. And at, at the campsite, we meet uh, the character Tom Raintree. Is he the... Uh, well, what is he? What'd you say? Uh, he's a... He's a, he's a he, well, he's... A, <laughs> he, he's, a, he's a native stereotype. He's a stereotype Native right. American, isn't he? Basically. But he's yes. supposed to be some yeah. sort of geologist expert on earthquakes, or he's a tracker, right? As well, obviously he's a tracker. Yeah. You know, if he's Native American. He's gonna. Well, be, yeah, you know. obviously. I mean, <laughs> they, he's every cliche that that you that you see in all these kind of things, you know, because he he's the only one that that's one with the nature of it all and knows about Sasquatch later and all that kind of thing, isn't he? Right, because Austin and everybody they hear an attack happening, but they're not in the same location, and then eventually they find the discarded mm-hmm. equipment all smashed up and the tracker did you say was his name Roundtree? Yeah, Tom Roundtree. Raintree. Rain not Roundtree. Raintree. Rain, oh, Rain 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 okay. Uh. <laughs> so he finds a giant footprint and he says it's Sasquatch. And then launches into a monologue about it. It does. In fairness, Austin and Goldman find it hard to believe. After everything they've seen so far in what, three seasons of this show? Yeah, yeah, you'd think they'd just be like, oh okay. Because there's like, oh, it's hard to believe. And the guy says, yes, it's eerie. He's like, oh, you mean hurry? <laughs> you know what I find hard to believe is the fact that these white slacks are practical for running around in the forest. They're not, are they? Oh, no, no. And this, this actually brings me up to a conversation. You managed to choose the most sartorially boring episode of the entire series. Steve Austin wears the most amazing mm-hmm. outfits in the Six Billion Dollar mm-hmm. Man. They're they're fantastic. 
the whole costumes of everybody in this show is amazing, but you managed to choose the one where they just wear beige. That, that beige shirt. Throughout the entire episode. That beige episode. shirt that he wears is kind of iconic for him, though, isn't it? It is, but he doesn't wear it as often as you think. I think it's just iconic to me because it's it's the one that he's wearing on the cover of my uh, Bionic Man. Bionic Man, I did it again. Six million dollar man. You did? Annual yeah. that I still have. Oh, what year is that for? Oh God, 77, 78, something like that. Yeah, I'll, I'll. Uh, yeah, just, just, just name some years. It's around that era, and um, I'll, okay. I'll take some pictures and show you. Um, yeah, so that I had one of those shirts as a kid. Yeah, yeah. there's a picture you? of me. I'll show it to you. I'll send you a pic. I'll, I'll, I'll take a photo of it and send oh, it to you. Oh, you should put it on the uh, retrospective Facebook should page. I? Yeah, yeah, you should. Yeah. Do, you, do you know what I'm yeah. doing in that picture? Oh, hold on. No, hang on. It's not. Is this worrying? No. Is this one of those that comes back from boots with a sticker on? <laughs> I, I'm wearing. So this is what I'm wearing. Okay, I'm wearing the picture me. I've got. I'm probably about eight or nine, and I've got. You, you do realize we're not on Tinder right now. <laughs> Some people might like this. I'm about eight or nine. They're not those people, actually. Mm. Um, about, <laughs> I'm about eight or nine. That's a very different app. Full, full head of blonde hair, right? Full head of blonde. You remember when I had no. hair? No, you? you remember. So no, no, no. You remember when it was real, right? Yeah. Yeah. Slick back. I remember when it was real. Suggested it's not now. <laughs> it's not anything now. But I know what you meant. Slicked back. Nicely slicked back. Slicked right? back. I'm wearing that, oh, yeah. that self-same militaristic um, beige shirt that he wears in this episode with the with the things on the on the um, shoulders, you know? Yeah. And the yeah. pockets, right? I've got it tucked. Mm-hmm. Tucked. Into mm-hmm. some grey sweatpants, and mm-hmm. I'm wearing. <laughs> I'm outside as well, in the, and I I'm am, wearing yeah, and yeah. I'm wearing, um, checked carpet slippers. Okay, that that kind of ruined it because at first I was thinking select back blonde mm-hmm. hair, beige militaristic Looking shirt. Good. Yeah. Were you in the Hitler Youth? <laughs> well, I am blonde and blue eyed, Colin. That's all I'm saying. No, that's not what I'm saying. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that, that would have been a shock to the Germans if you turned out what you look like now. Uh, so, well, when he was a kid, he was a perfect I, candidate I'm for really, us. I'm really not the Superman that they're looking for. Oh. No, no, no. No, no. <laughs> but um, the, the carpet slippers ruined it they slightly. Did. Why were you wearing carpet slippers if you were outside? I was in, I was in, the, uh, I was in a uh, back garden. You wear slippers in the garden. Sometimes, I still do sometimes. You know slippers are supposed to be for inside the house. They're for whatever you want, Colin. No, they're your inside shoes. Why are you wearing your inside shoes outside? Well, but why am I going to take off my inside shoes to go outside when I'm only going outside in the, in the back garden? Because so. that's what people do. Yeah, I'm, I'm that kind of maverick person, though. I don't know, you know. Oh, is that, yeah, is that yeah. your level of maverick? Yeah, maverick. Yeah. All right. Yeah, me and Tom yeah. Cruise. Okay. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. He's going, ah, I fly F-15, Mac 2. What do you do? Oh, I wear carpet slippers outside. Man, you're on the edge. I am. <laughs> I really am, Colin. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> anyway, back to Rain Tree. So he's got his big footprint that he turns into a plaster cast. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we cut to some people who are watching what's going on 
on a kind of view scanner. We don't know who they are. Yeah, and they're watching um, Steve run in slow motion, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. It's like they're watching um, Celebrity in the Jungle. That's right, yeah. <laughs> you know those weird sound effects that they use for, you know, the bum, 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 those ones that they use? Yeah. The... That was good, that, wasn't it? It's like, a, you know, yeah. You know that they, were, they weren't used all the time in the original um, first season of it. In fact, they were only used for like, I think it was an episode where he's fighting John Saxon as a robot. And it was the robot that made those noises. I can't remember now because I'm in the third season mm-hmm. and they're used all the time. Yeah, they, they never used to use it for him. It was, it was, it was the bad yeah. guy in, in a particular episode who was a robot. And they obviously thought, oh, this is, this is quite cool. We'll keep using this for him now. One thing I'm glad about is that they don't do speeded up scenes. Because I, I, I know people made fun of the fact, oh, I don't know why you think he's fast because he's running so slowly. But I'm glad they didn't do like speeded up it stuff. It never looks good when they do stuff like that, does it? No, because everything's speeded up in the show. Yeah. Yeah. I remember the, the 90s uh, Flash TV show, The Flash, where they they would literally just speed up everything. So, like, you know, you. He's in his apartment and he has to clean his apartment really fast because his girlfriend's coming round. So they would just get the guy to go and clean it up and then speed the footage up later. And it just looks naff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 So I'm glad they don't mm-hmm. do that. Now, Austin obviously goes off and tries to find the two scientists. And he, and he finds Ivan. He does. He's, he's pretty out of it, right? Yeah, he's, he's yeah. a bit disorientated. He's, he's had some of those good 70s drugs that were probably knocking around the, uh, the set at the time, I would imagine. Maybe. Mm-hmm. No, don't want to cast aspersions like you. But Ivan is like that because he's seen the Sasquatch, and that's what happens when you see you it. A bit, right? You go a bit crazy, yeah. Mm-hmm. You do, yeah. When did you see it? I see it every day, Colin. So Sasquatch ends up attacking the base camp while Goldman and Austin are off gallivanting around. Yeah, now he starts pushing things over and smashing things, and he they use slow motion for everything, though. So the slow motion is supposed to signify that he's using some part of his superpower, whether it's Steve right. or the Sasquatch, yeah. isn't it? They're using his super strength. Yeah. But they use it when he just pushes lamps over. Like no mortal man could push a yes. lamp over. It's got to be like bionic. Yes. They do kind of overdo yeah, it a bit. That's true. I think sometimes. They do. They do. And there's, there's a scene where there's a soldier next to a truck that then the Sasquatch starts to push over. And the soldier, instead of running away, he just goes, oh, oh, ah, for ages. And then it lands on him, but doesn't squash yeah. him because it's on a rock with space. But he's just like, run away, mate. Yeah, we should we should point out that this, the Bigfoot Sasquatch guy doesn't actually kill anyone in the episode. No, he doesn't. No, he's he's a he's a team Sasquatch. A team Sasquatch <laughs> wasn't yeah. wasn't that uh, George Peppard? <laughs> yeah. Yep. It, interesting thing that I, I read is that the the lenses that Andre the Giant uses for his weird eyes in this are the same lenses mm-hmm. that were used for the Hulk in the Incredible Hulk series. Oh, they didn't make new ones. They're exact same ones. They're the same lenses. The exact same lenses, yeah. Ooh, yeah, I know. hope they cleaned them. It's the 70s, probably not. Probably spat on them. No, that's true. That's true. Yeah. Spat, spat on, on them. There you the go. <laughs> Stick them in, mate. <laughs> yeah. on, spat on them and then rubbed them with the shirt. 
It'll be all right. Don't worry about Tougher it. Tougher times. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, it smashes the equipment, disappears, and the soldiers report to Goldman that there's a huge beast in the woods. Have you been wandering in the woods <laughs> again, Paul? I keep telling you, I'm not that huge. Well, not in that way. No. Not height. No. 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 Just width. And I'm a bit hurry. <laughs> You're a bit what? Hurry. Oh, okay. I'm getting hurrier as I'm getting older. There's her coming in places that didn't exist before. Trust me. Well, wait, I mean, I assume you mean the herd didn't exist before, not the places. <laughs> well, you know. <laughs> you know suddenly developed new places. Yeah, well, we'll see, you know. All right. Uh, so uh, Austin's following the tracks of the uh, Sasquatch. We get lots of shots of running around for quite a while. There's a bit of padding in this episode. Yeah, there's lots of padding, and it usually involves Steve just running in slow motion, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, and the people are still watching on the scanner, mm-hmm. and they're going to test him. They say, "Yeah, these aliens are uh, kind of a um, even snarkier version of you, aren't they?" I do not know what you're referring yes. to. <laughs> All right, I'll leave it there. Uh... <laughs> yeah. Interesting. This isn't the first time aliens have been in the Six Million Dollar Man. All right. When when did they first appear? Then is it the same alien? Uh, there's no different aliens. Oh wow! Yeah. Yeah, so there's aliens in the second season, and uh, Meg Foster plays one of them. She didn't need any fake eyes, did she? Nope. I think that's probably why they chose her. They are just very distinctive. We talked about this in our uh, Master of the Universe episode. Yeah. 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 So so apparently there's a whole universe of multitude of aliens in this world. Of course. I was worried then for a second you were going to say multiverse. Because I thought, we don't don't talk about multiverse on this podcast. I I start to choke when I say that word. Mm -hmm. So do I a little bit these days as well. Yeah. 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 Uh, So, yeah. So they're they're not the same ones. So that's kind of interesting. Um, Talking about the overuse of the bionic stuff as well. When when Mm -hmm. there's there's a shot where Steve's running in this little bit and they even use, because the sound effects are really over the top as well and they get even more over the top when the fight comes in a minute. But um, they use it and all he does is jump over a little ditch. Right, which is which is which is the ninety uh, percent stunt work that uh, Lee Majors is doing, right? I think it might be. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a typical actor, you know. I oh, I, I did all my own stunts. That that where I uh, stepped over that puddle, that was me. <laughs> He's no Tom Cruise, is he? No, no. So at first, I thought Bigfoot was Brian Blessed. <laughs> Why? Just looks like him. He didn't show Gordon's alive. He didn't, so that's how I knew it wasn't immediately because it was five seconds on screen and didn't shout it. Exactly, yeah. Actually, just because we seem to be on tangents all the time today, mm-hmm. Brian Blessed, right? Kind of a caricature of himself. Absolutely, absolutely. And But I recently watched I, Claudius, mm-hmm. and I haven't seen it since, I don't know when. Absolutely phenomenal actor. Yeah, back in those... Back, when, he, when he takes a part seriously which I don't think he's done for about 30 years. No, I, I, I assume there's some point in his life he went, you know what? I could I could make more money being a caricature of myself than actually being a serious actor. And I think that's the direction he went in. He wouldn't be the first one to do it, would he? No, I mean, you'd done it. But I wouldn't blame him. I'm just saying, it was just it was just interesting watching him in Iclaris and going, oh, Jesus, he was actually awesome. Yeah, I completely agree with you. You know he was at Reading Comic Con yeah. last Saturday. 
Didn't go. Uh, didn't go. I'm, I'm hoping it's Brian Blessed, otherwise this is going to be a weird <laughs> switching conversation. <laughs> no, no, it was Brian Blessed. He was at Reading Comic Con. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh. And I assume he was being Brian Blessed. Well, of course, but obviously sat down these days. But Well, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, but now Brian Blessed, being Brian Blessed is him acting. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And the reason why Bigfoot's there is that the aliens have decided to test Steve, haven't they? So they send Bigfoot out to... Yes, yes. And so um, when they have a fight, uh, Austin rips his arm off and it's revealed that Sasquatch is actually bionic. Pretty good fight. I like all the slow motion stuff. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Sasquatch runs away. Mm-hmm. Because he's armless now. Better than being legless. Yeah, you've been both. I can relate. That's all I'll say. Yeah. During that fight scene, though, those sound effects are going into overdrive. They sound like fireworks going off every time they throw someone to the ground, don't they? Well, it's two bionics fighting. Oh, so it's even more powerful. Yeah, yeah exactly. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so it runs into a cave and Austin follows, but it's just a dead end, a wall of rock. But then Austin uses his bionic vision and realizes there's a false concealment of a door behind the rock. He's just ripping it apart. And he finds a door. So is it his bionic vision that makes it glow red? Or is it glowing red? It's his bionic vision. It's not going to glow. That would be a pointless concealment. <laughs> That's what I did it? wonder. I did wonder right, we've, we've concealed this door behind this wall. It spent millions on it. It's like, yeah, but Jeff, it's glowing red, mate. <laughs> Nothing we can do about oh, that. Oh, yeah. Nothing I can do uh, about that. That was extra to have it not glow red. No, if you don't, if you don't want it to glow red, it's extra 20 grand. Yeah, yeah. All right, yeah. Well, just just let it glow red. Sasquatch will fight anybody. All right, because my boys they don't work at the weekend. You know that, right? You could do it on Monday. <sighs> Got stuff on on Monday. Got stuff on. Like what? Someone else wants a concealed door done. Yeah, well, you never know, and you you know rules as well, union rules. I can't, you know, these lads. You know what they're like. Trust me, the people you employ, they're not in a union. <laughs> they're not. No, no, they're not. <laughs> So, so he finds a corridor which appears to be with a, a sheet on the floor. Ah, no, this is the the spinning corridor, isn't it? Yes, it is. Yes. So this was actually um, a real thing. It was a brand new addition to the Universal Studios tour called the Glacier Avalanche. Yes, yes. Which, when the the writer knew this, put it in the script, and the producer went. What are you doing? We can't afford this. We can't build this. And the writer went, uh, could you come with me a second? <laughs> Walked him to the <laughs> to the thing at Universal Studios and went, da-da. And he was but like, oh, okay. If it's right there, why not use it? I mean, it looks good yeah. on screen, doesn't it? I just don't like the sheet that's covering up the floor. <laughs> the The actual revolving part is, is, is brilliant. Yeah, I think that sheet's covering up whatever that floor... Is originally yeah. is originally, isn't it? Yeah. Um, Apparently, it's really hard to walk on when it starts revolving. I've been down one of these things, obviously not that one, but I've been. You've been down a revolving tunnel. Like yeah, that. I have. Yeah, you really got to stop drinking. <laughs> I really wasn't drinking. This was in, I think it was in um, the seventies. No, I think it was in Blackpool actually. Oh, uh, shall this compares? <laughs> Seriously, it doesn't make just, you feel dizzy. Just. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Well, they said that when um, 
the script called later on the script calls for a Sasquatch to carry Austin while walking this platform and Austin was like yeah that's Lee Majors was like that's that's not going to happen <laughs> because no one can walk on it so they had to show him how Sasquatch could do this so they what they did was they got Andre the Giant and told him just look downwards all the time mm-hmm. don't look up just look downwards and you'll be okay and so the writer had to jump into the arms of Andre Giant to show Lee Majors that it yeah. could be done. Yeah, because we get a shot, don't we, later in, in the second part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. jump ahead a bit, oh, but cool. yeah. Did you, did you know what movie this uh, attraction was based on, apparently? Pee-wee's Big Adventure? No, it was based on the Iger Sanction? What? I don't know. I don't know. That's the That's Clint right. Eastwood yes. mountain climbing... Yes. And it was called the Glacier Avalanche, remember, so... Was, was I, there, I, I, it's a long time since I've seen that film, but I don't remember Revolving Corridor. It, it's still going, apparently. It was it was redesigned once in 1997 for Dante's Peak. Nice, the Pierce Brosnan volcano it film. Is, it is. came out at the same uh, time as the other volcano. The film. other volcano called Volcano, I think it was called. <laughs> the other was it one. called? Yeah. Was, was it? Okay. And then the last time it was redesigned was in 2001, which was for The Mummy's Tomb, which I think was that third mummy movie the one that i've still never seen that's the one with the uh, chinese mummy that's the one yeah yeah still never seen it though i've seen it it's not my favorite of the three i couldn't get over the fact that they recast rachel vice in it yes they do right mm-hmm. yes because yeah. she's gone yeah. by that point she doesn't need yeah. she doesn't need those movies anymore does she nope nope you're mm-hmm. right but so they capture steve don't he passes out down this tunnel mm-hmm. yeah yeah. So we get a scene where Jamie calls. It's the most pointless cameo that I've ever seen. I'm like thinking, oh, so Jamie's, because what happens is Jamie says, oh, how, how's things going? I hear you're out camping. Maybe I'll come along. And Gob was like, oh, oh, no, 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 no. We're, we're very busy. We're very busy. Uh, uh, you can't talk to Austin because uh, uh, he's, gone, he's gone missing, actually. And she's like, oh, well, I'll, I'll come and help find him. And he's like, no, 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 it's fine. You stay there. So I'm sitting there going, oh, so Jamie's going to turn up in the second episode that they're going to hunt for Austin. Yeah, so was I. She doesn't. Yeah, I was thinking, oh, this is going to come back later, maybe in the second part. She's going to help him. Yeah. No, it's it's the most pointless no. scene I've ever seen. The, the only thing I can think is that they were working on the bionic woman at this point because it does start soon. And they wanted something just to remind people that she was still around. Yeah, this character exists. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Yeah, maybe that was it. But in terms of this story, it just... Completely Yeah, completely pointless. Yeah. Yeah. It's always nice to see Lindsay Wagner, though. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The aliens are studying Austin. Mm -hmm. The... They're wearing boiler suits. Apparently all the male aliens are wearing cravats. Yeah, but, but, but the only one who's dressed slightly differently is um, Shalon, played by uh, Stephanie Powers, who's wearing a very tight figure-hugging kind of one-piece disco outfit, isn't she? Yes, yes. But everyone else is in these baggy jumpsuits, colourful jumpsuits, you've got to say. But, but... Very mm-hmm. colourful. And I'm not sure I'm allowed to say this, but the the men in this aliens they're, they're very camp aren't they <clears throat> uh yeah i would agree yes they are yeah, yeah. and isn't the the lead one played by the same guy that pl- 
played one of the teachers in Fame. Oh my God, that, being somebody who never really watched Fame. Neither did I, but I'm pretty sure he's in Fame. And I didn't look that up before you asked me, so I may be wrong, but I have a memory of this guy playing one of the teachers, the nice teacher in Fame, the one that was always supportive, was, was the it... main alien in this. Right, there's a lot of guest stars in Six Million Dollar Man. I watched one the other day that had uh, the actor who played uh, the old guy in the first series of Buck Rogers. Oh yeah, Dr. Hewer. Dr. Hewer. Yeah. And in the same episode, Punch from Chips was in it. Oh right, yeah. yeah. Oh cool. Yeah. I'll look out for that. Although, although, though he was playing a, a, a prince and a major, and he was like, what, 20? It was weird. <laughs> but all right, all right, slide. They could be young. All, all young people were played by 40-year-olds in the 70s. Oh, no, no, he, Punch was very... I keep calling it Punch. I can't remember his punch. actual name. Punch. <laughs> I just call Punch. Poncho. Poncho. Oh, dear. Poncho. Oh, dear. No. <laughs> uh, so Austin wakes up, and he learns that Sasquatch was created to protect the alien base. <clears throat> mm-hmm. And then uh, Shalon, she just she kisses him and teleports off. Yeah, they've got this device, haven't they? That they're not really teleporting. It kind of makes them be able to move really fast through time or something, right? Which I thought was interesting. I liked it. It does just look like a little wooden box with a couple of knobs on it. Yeah, yeah, but what doesn't? <laughs> so, all right. Here's the thing: we're Star Trek fans, right? Yeah, and. Big myth about Star Trek is that Kirk beds every woman in every episode, mm-hmm. and that's just not true. He he very he actually surprisingly really copped off to use the colloquial term. Copped off, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. he didn't. No, Lee Majors. Mm-hmm. Bloody hell! Every week. But I mean, when you've got a chest that hurry, come on. But in this episode. He's not really the one doing the chasing. No, she she's kind of all over him, isn't she? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm surprised that she even put a cloth over his bionic jewels when she was doing those experiments on him. But is that a spin-off show, Bionic Jewels, <laughs> the Bionic Jewels? It should be, yes. <laughs> this, this relationship between, between this character, Shalon, and uh, Steve, it's funny you mentioned Star Trek because it is very... TOSy, don't you think? Well, there's a, there's there's a, a lot of crossover between Six Million Dollar Man and Star Trek with writers mm-hmm. because I the first Alien episode I saw was written by DC Fontana. Yeah, yeah. there you go. Maybe that. That's, that's one of the things that actually surprised me about this series is that it you you put on an episode and you don't really know what kind of episode you're going to get, whether it's going to be an adventure espionage or science fiction see i love that i i, I love that aspect it is pretty of it. Good. yeah 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 so they don't they try um they get like a previously on the six million dollar man montage from his brain don't they they watch old episodes they do yes like a like a cut together version of, of old episodes yeah it's probably cheaper to do that than buy the bloody box set for this because it's <laughs> it's an expensive box set it is. I just it is. I just bought it because it was on a Black Friday sale. I, oh, did you? Yes, Six Million Dollar Man and Bionic Woman I bought because they were uh, 60% off. Nice. 
That's good. Yeah. So so then they put Steve's clothes back on and he and he wakes up again and um he's he's in a room with Bigfoot, isn't he? And she explains what Bigfoot is to him. Yeah. 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 He's just a bionic uh, security guard, basically. But but they this is what I didn't understand about him because on the one hand she talks about how they they kind of like created him and grew him. I'm sure she uses the word grew him at one point. She actually didn't say groom him. Groom, no, no, no. Well, he is hurry. Um, mm. But but he's clearly a robot. Yeah. Yeah, but but maybe because she says it, it, Austin says, oh, he's bionic. And she says, well, not really, because that's old technology. So maybe this new technology that they're using involves growing a cybernetic creature. Yes, because when they're watching Steve run earlier in the episode, doesn't one of the aliens point out that he's probably first generation bionics? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Back at camp, it's revealed that there's going to be a massive earthquake, but they can stop it with a minor quake using an underground nuclear device. Doesn't sound safe to me, but all right. I kind of understand the concept behind it. That I'm trying to think how to explain it. Oh, when when you when you disarm, sometimes when you disarm a bomb. You blow it up. Right. Because your explosion is smaller than what the bomb will do. Mm-hmm. But I think any time where you mention a nuclear device. Yeah, yeah, know, yeah. But that was cool at the time. I, I guess. Was it Was it I mean, cool? I suppose. Yeah. 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 I mean, what are you going to say? Well, well, if you use a couple of sticks of TNT, <laughs> you're going to be less impressed, aren't you? It's less of a danger for later on. Don't they say in the show that even Steve's um, bionics are nuclear powered? Yes, they are. Yeah, yeah he's nuclear powered. Yeah. H- how does that work then? Well, you don't see later on his hair falls out. <laughs> <laughs> Is that when he starts wearing a, you know, <laughs> a wig? A yeah. wig. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Well, nuclear was like this, just a thing, wasn't it, for them? Yeah, which is a, a, a weird concept really considering the 70s and and the uh, and most of the 80s we were all paranoid about being blown up yeah but there was this idea that the future would be nuclear powered i guess i guess the cities of tomorrow would be nuclear powered mm-hmm. it, it it was a fearsome explosive device but we would learn how to harness it and did we well we'll find out <laughs> we will won't we <laughs> pretty soon <laughs> But this smaller quake could kill Austin and Marlene because mm-hmm. nobody knows where they are. Mm-hmm. And that's pretty much where we finish with part one of The Secret of Bigfoot. We're losing him, Dr. Pitts. Not on my watch, Dr. Appleshaver. Give me half a meter of rubber hose and two reels of gaffer tape. Better make that three. Will he be better than before? Well, it would be hard for him to be worse, but yes, I can rebuild him. Will he be a man or something else? He's always been something else, but when he's finished, he will be almost bionic. Almost? Yes, I call it bichronic. Will he be powered by a self-generating atomic efficiency engine coupled with radioactive isotopes held in a perpetual motion machine? Whoa, that sounds expensive. No, I'm using Old Speckled Hen Double IPA. It's the only fuel that his organic side will accept. He will be able to run at incredible speeds, just not in a straight line. 
you'll be able to make quantum leaps of deduction while lacking any acceptable knowledge of the subject. And I'm adding a built-in bottle opener. You'll like that. That's where I'm putting it. Can you give him a full head of hair? Good lord, there's only so much technology you can do. I'm not God. We're almost there. Wait, wait, what, what's that? It's huge. Just below the frontal lobe? Oh, haha, I know what that is. It's his smugness center. We'll remove that. I've never seen one so massive. Nobody has. He's waking up. Hello, my name's Paul. Ah, good enough. Dr. Apposheva, get some beers. Let's test the bottle opener. So, in part two, it begins with them finding Marlene. Yeah, and she's uh, a little bit spaced out. She is, yeah. And they also find the missing sensor. Yeah, I think we've not mentioned that at all, have we? No, I just realised that after I said it. Yeah, they're going yeah. with it. People know what we're talking about. Yeah. So S Steve is led by Shalon to a conference with the others, and this is where he finds out that they're deep space explorers on Earth to study it. And they use Sasquatch to take people, study them, then they blank their memories and release the people. And that they can move through time by speeding it up. 250 years have passed on Earth, but it's only two for them. This I wasn't too sure about because then wouldn't that mean that Steve Austin is speeded up in time while he's in the base? Maybe it's localised around them. Or did they decide when to speed I guess up? so. Right, yeah. We'll go with that. It's, a, it's an interesting idea, though. Yes, mm -hmm. yes, it is. Don't they say as well that um, they're here, that they've come in peace, and they're just here to study Earth's primitive and violent society? Yes, yes. So they're going to stir through your windows. <laughs> I was thinking, I was thinking, and I'm going to say it. You know, I'm going to say it. Wigan on a Friday night. That's all you, you know. That's all yeah. the only place they need to go just, to. Just, yeah. just, just, just drop them down there. They'd be like, yeah, this place isn't worth it. Let's go. <laughs> They'd be speeding up that, get that box out, trying to turn that dial really fast. <laughs> yeah, they, they were speeding up 250 years, got back and found it exactly the same. <laughs> I do kind of like how the aliens just kind of speak normally for a change. You know, like in, in the shows from this kind of era that, you know, there's none of that, we are from the planet Floppalopalop and we are here to, you know, they don't use that kind of tone, you know. Where's the planet Floppalopalop? It's, it's just near Bradford, you know, off, yeah. Oh, is just it? Off the uh, yeah, just yeah, off the yeah. You know it. what I mean, though? They don't, they don't, they don't do that, do they? They're all kind of like, yeah, you know, well, we've come from this place and we're here to do this and it's all a bit, you know, can't be bothered, you know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. Uh, we also learn that Austin can detect them moving at great speed with his bionic eye. Yeah, all right. You don't like that? It's not that I don't like it. I can buy the, the, the little box that moves time around more than I can buy the fact that he can see them moving it with his bionic eye. Because how can he slow things down with his bionic eye? Well, the same reason you can alter the frame rate of a camera. To see things moving at a fast speed. Yeah, but you can't do that in live action, can you? Yeah, if a bee is flapping its wings and you yeah, film it. Yeah, but you've got to it, film it first. And then when you play but it he's back. He's seeing it in real time. Yeah, but he, what I'm saying. Yeah, but 
but he's a fictional super <laughs> futuristic design, so he can oh, do it in real time. He, he can do what we can do in recordings, but in real time. I don't understand why that's your 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 hang up I, I, point. I, I, it was the one thing about the whole thing that that kind of made me think it was a bit forced. I I think this is just your lack of knowledge of optics, to be honest. Could be. You might be right. But what what annoyed me about it was it seems to take him forever to realise that's what he can do later on. Oh, you mean later as in when he goes to foil? Yeah. Yeah. It just, mm-hmm. Well, yeah, just, just, it just seems to forget. So the nuclear device that's going to be exploded is being transported mm-hmm. to the mountains and there's going to be a small tremor. But back at the alien base, Shalom wants to know what makes a woman attractive to an Earthman. It's a good job they don't ask you, Paul. <laughs> well, he, he starts off really well. I mean, he he he, say, he, he mentions intelligence first. Good, yeah. good move. Good move. You yeah, did that, yeah, didn't yeah. you? What? No. Uh, sense of humour. Sense of humour. Sense of humour second. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and, and then it kind yeah. of breaks down when she asks him about, well, she asks him <laughs> about physical attributes and he replies, a little bit helps. <laughs> I did think that was kind of an amusing line. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, but she um, she's definitely up for a little uh, bionic action, isn't she, Sharon? Mm-hmm. Yes, definitely. Yeah. Uh, back at the camp, they, they, they've got this idea that the equipment is going to tell them that a small tremor is going to happen. And that will then prove that the big tremor is going to happen later. Mm-hmm. But it, it doesn't happen at first, and then it does. Uh, it's kind of a pointless few minutes. D- doesn't Tom uh, say that he inputted one of the figures wrong? Which yes, why but that, the whole scene doesn't really go anywhere. It, it, they could have just made it happen when it was supposed to happen and yeah. done the exact same thing, yeah, it couldn't It doesn't they? make yeah. any difference. Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't increase tension or no. anything. I've got to say... Building your underground alien base on the San Andreas Fault is probably a bad idea. Yeah, I kind of thought that as well. Yeah, it's like it's like invading Earth then discovering that water kills you. Yeah, because that's never been done, has it? <laughs> no. <laughs> Shamalamalamalang, or whatever his name is. Yeah, uh, Goldman authorizes setting up the underground explosion. They repair Sasquatch. And Shalon reveals that they have medicine that can stop all diseases. Yeah, it's like a wonder drug, isn't it? Yeah, but they won't give it to humans. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but she wants Austin to stay a while longer. And he's like, no, I've got to go, love. He's had enough at this point. Yes, yeah, yeah. And then the, the quake actually happens, doesn't it? That they predicted. Yes. And yeah. things start, the, the, the roof of the place starts caving in. And Steve... Uh, saves the aliens when it looks like the roof's about to collapse by holding it up with his bionic arm. He does until they can get a support beam mm-hmm. in place. And this is where, like you yeah. said, his his back would just be crushed, wouldn't it? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, but we'll yeah. ignore that. Austin gets the uh, scanner working. And he can hear Goldman's plan to uh, ignite the nuclear device. He, he can not only hear it; he can literally zoom in on watching them. <laughs> Talk about it. 
Alien. It's alien is technology. That right? Is that how I don't works? know what your problem okay. is. All right. And o- Oscar rings uh, up. He calls up the uh, National Guard. In, I presume it's San Francisco, right? That he's talking to. We could, yeah, as yeah. good as places any. And uh, we get we get a telephone conversation, which is just over the top of lots of stock footage of San Francisco, don't we? Yes, we do. You're right. Do you think this was a cheap show? You know what? Because it doesn't look cheap, but yet there seems to be a, an awful lot of stock footage in every episode. There's also a lot of episodes set in woods. Yeah. <laughs> and lots of shots of um, reused shots with Steve running. Yeah. As well. And, and I was thinking that watching these. And then the episode I watched just the other night was set on an Air Force base but was clearly a real Air Force base because they had aircraft flying around in the background as they're talking. So they obviously had help from the military at that point. So sometimes sometimes it's cheap, but then sometimes it looks really good. Do you think it looks really good because it's just a coincidence of where they've been allowed to film, though? Yeah, but they've made full use of what they've needed. Yeah. But there's a lot of lot of scenes of emptiness, of woods and just deserts the thing is though if, if it is a cheap show because of that they managed to pull off the fact that it doesn't look cheap hmm. yeah and that i'm fine with that i mean we we both have, lo- have watched a lot of cheap shows that that we love being british yeah. and have watched a lot of british science fiction shows let's say we've covered them star cops blake oh. seven you know they're cheap you know, Doctor Who. Doctor Who. Yeah. So, so here's a question. Then, was Doctor Who, in some ways, better when it was cheap than it is now, where it's got an unlimited, almost an unlimited budget? It feels like now that Disney's involved. I think the stories were better. Definitely, the writing was better. Because they had to make use with what they've Absolutely. got. Absolutely. Yeah. So they. Hmm. You know, I mean, I suppose now. It, and part of Doctor Who's. Pertodoxy whose charm was its cheapness. Yeah, and, and you know, you, you would write something with the knowledge that you could only achieve so much, so you had to be more creative. Mm-hmm. Whereas nowadays, I'm not saying that they haven't got an unlimited budget, but you can pretty much achieve most things with CG. No. Right. And now that, particularly this current era that we're living in of Doctor Who, where they've got a little bit more money than they've ever had before you're going to see more of that yeah i think yeah so yeah i I don't think it's helping no no (laughs) no because the stories seem to be getting dumber right so yeah i i I would say that doctor who we we're past we're way past the golden era of doctor who that's a thought for another podcast yeah we'll talk about that at some point in the future Mm -hmm. yeah i think we will so we watch as Shalon works on Big, Bigfoot and she explains, as you said, about that wonder drug. And she needs a a certain kind of surgical instrument, doesn't she, to work on Bigfoot? She needs a curved instrument. Yes. Which she doesn't have. Yeah. So he just picks one up and bends it. Or yeah, it damages yeah. her surgical tools. He, he's not going to bend it perfectly, is he? But... Seems yeah. to. He's the Yuri Geller of bionics. How did she know? How did he know that's the way she wanted it bent? 
she went in the other way. <laughs> yeah, a uh, 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 smaller curve or something. She's like, well, that's nice, but uh, that won't work. All right, hang on. And he's trying to bend it back the other way. <laughs> yeah, bend it back the other way. <laughs> so we just ruined it now. It, it's a weird little moment into it because it, it, there's a lot of it in this two-parter where they'll put, like, like, like the Jamie Summers cameo, where they'll just put little moments in that don't pay off later. You'd think maybe showing him do this or... That maybe that instrument would come in handy for something particularly later that they need to do, but it doesn't. Hmm. I'm trying to think what that little scene does. So a, she already knows he's bionic, so proving his mm-hmm. strength doesn't help anything. They're already kind of attracted yeah. to each other, so she's not going to be suddenly won over because he could mm-hmm. bend an instrument. So it, it doesn't really do anything. Do you think that it is basically just a case of the story saying, we haven't seen him use his powers for a while, so we just have to put a little thing in there? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah the audience is getting bored because it's just relationship stuff. Because do you, do you think that the audience live for those moments of him using his... Because, I mean, that was the big draw of the show, wasn't it? It was him using his powers. I think that's what the producers believe the audience are living mm-hmm. for. What do you think the audience yeah. are living for? The majors? That's what I'm living for. And I'm the audience. <laughs> he is special, I will say. Yeah. Yeah. Although, although I'm also living for Stephanie Powell. Oh, of course. Yes. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Why wouldn't you? No. Uh, well, maybe I actually prefer it a hat-to-hat years. We might have to cover that at some point. I've never really watched Hat to Hat. It was always a show my parents watched. You know what? It's ex- exactly the same thing with me as well. It was always on. And I, it was always on while I was maybe sat in front of the TV playing with my Star Wars figures or whatever toys I was playing with. And it was there. I was aware of it, but I wasn't paying attention to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Pretty mm-hmm. much, yeah. You, you'd, you'd hear Max do that spiel at the yeah. beginning. And you'd be like, oh, that's on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'll go do something else. I did always look around whenever she was in a bath. And she was in a bath a lot in that show. Yeah? Yeah. All right. Yeah, I guess we're going to have to do Hurt to Hurt. I think so. So he, Steve tries to ask for some of that wonder drug, but Shallon tries to distract Steve with a bit of a smooch. Yeah, yeah. Um, she also says, like, humans aren't really ready for it. No. I, I, I'm just curious to know whether what happens at the end of this episode has a payoff later. I will let you know when I get past Thank it. You. We'll, I'm, I'm not, yeah. We'll, it'll make sense to everyone when we get to that point. Yeah. She then disappears, leaving Steve to snoop around with the special TV screen. And he somehow, like you said, t- tunes into the base camp and that's when he hears about all the stuff going on. Yep, he's in trouble. So he then, he then tries to warn the aliens that, they're, but but they're not worried about it, about this nuclear bomb going off underground. Well, they're gonna they're gonna disarm it. Yeah, but if if the bomb doesn't go off, it's gonna cause the earthquake that might destroy the city. But they don't care oh, yeah, about that. But they're not bothered about that one. Why would they? Yeah, it's not gonna affect them. Yeah. So Steve tries to escape using his bionic powers, and he knocks some stuff over and causes some explosions. 
<laughs> okay. <laughs> it's what he does, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it does. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and this time he seems to just be able to walk through the swirling tunnel at first. Yes, he does. Yeah. But then, yeah, he's got but then we get it. to that bit that you were talking about earlier where Bigfoot is standing in his way. and um, um, But he manages to overpower Bigfoot and he gets out. He does, yeah, yeah. The, some of the fun of this show is watching Steve like kick stuff and smash stuff up, isn't it? In slow motion. It is. It's always funny, like watching. I always find it funny when he like he throws somebody and they just land, and then apparently they're knocked <laughs> out. But also, I find it amusing when he punches somebody because, in theory, if he's bionic and he's punching people, he's probably just like could punch right through their stomach and out the other end, or he's caused them serious internal injury, and then they get back up and carry on fighting. Sorry, but if I've been punched by a bionic arm, I'm not getting back up. No, your brain's mush, isn't it? Pretty yeah, much. Yeah. Yeah. Or I've seen him throw a guy across another room, and I'll be like, yeah, that's okay. I don't need this job that much. <laughs> I quit. You, you, you go bionic yeah. arm. <laughs> I quit, yeah. Yeah, yeah you, you do you. So Austin defeats Sasquatch, as you said, and he runs to the uh, trigger device and finds Shalanda. And this is what I mean, because he's he's trying to stop her from breaking the trigger device, mm-hmm. and she keeps teleporting to different places. And he doesn't instantly go, oh, hold on, I can see her. There's a bit where he's like running and she's not there, and he's like, oh, she's not there. Yeah, it takes him about three and attempts, like, doesn't it? Yeah, and I'm like, oh, come on. And then when he, I know you're building tension. But... And then when he does figure it out, he just kind of walks up behind her and grabs her, doesn't he? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm like, okay. The the the, um... the flitting in and out. He's done quite well. I mean, it's, mm-hmm. it's it's basic stuff, and you know they've done it, but it looks all right, doesn't it? Yes. Yeah, 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 mm-hmm. yeah. So he defeats her, and the bomb goes off, and there's landslides, earthquakes, and Austin gets knocked out. I did like the bit where, because he, he goes back to the compound with her, doesn't he? The alien base. And I did like the bit where, um, before they go inside, he's just swatting away massive boulders with his bionic arm. I thought that was quite a good moment. Yeah. Yeah, and they find a person dead. And uh, Steve helps remove the rocks to uncover one of the aliens called an employer. Yeah, he's the, he's the leader, isn't he? But, employer. Yeah. But, <laughs> employer. Right. I can't remember yeah, what but, but there's one, and he, to be honest, he's been irritating throughout the yeah. whole episode when he's been on. He's always the one that's complaining and stuff. He's the one that reminds me of you. Well, I no, that's not true, because he's always saying things are hopeless, where I always say things are great. What? That was, literally, <laughs> listeners, that was me slamming my beer down on the table. Like, what? <laughs> no, I, I take offence, because he, he's always given up, and I don't give up. I keep going. Well, you're here. I'll give you that. Yeah, you are here. Yeah, right. see? See? Life's miserable, but I keep on going. <laughs> Don't we all? I'm happy. But, it, yeah, yeah, but, you know, sim- simple guys. <laughs> yeah, they're a good band. The eight, actually, but, no, I didn't, I didn't like no. them, actually. No. no you didn't? Really. No. 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 Don't you forget about me. I forgot about them. Oh, now that song's in my head. <laughs> my work is done. <laughs> yeah. Um, so he keeps saying it's helpless. And then Shalal goes, oh, you never quit, do you? Actually, it's the opposite. He always quits. That's, his, that's what he's saying. It's hopeless. 
They've been living with this guy for 250 years. They don't they don't get him? No, they haven't known him for 250 years, Paul. It's only two years for them. Oh, yeah, of course it is, yes. Sorry. Yeah. God, Silly me. you don't watch this. Don't you understand it? <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry I didn't get this bit of sci-fi so, fluff. Let, from let me explain episode. how it works. All right, Two years is how long it's taken us to record yes. this episode. Yes. 250 years is how it will feel to the audience listening. Actually, no, because they won't appreciate the fact that this has taken a very long time to record. Right, because you keep running off to the loo every five seconds. We, we've had technical difficulties halfway through as well. Oh, is that, is that what you call going to the loo? <laughs> that is what I call it these days, yes. Yeah, like, oh, excuse me, I've got technical difficulties. We are both nearly in our 50s. Well, let's not talk about that. Let's let's oh. run our 30s, Paul. Are you Come like on. Audrey Hepburn? <laughs> you, you just, you just, you've just half their audience. They know. Not listening to new old fogies. They know we're two old guys. When, oh, you're old. I'm young. <laughs> whipper snapper, right? All right. A what snapper? A whipper. All right. So there's a little extra bit, because to be honest, you think at this point it's finished, but we're not, because we've got a point where he has to try and restore power to the complex. But but she says that they can't heal the leader who's been very badly injured because the power's off in the base. So, but when they do heal him in a minute, all they do is give him that wonder drug. So why do they need the power on in the base just to give him some drug? Can they not see what they're doing? Is that what it is? Because the uh, wonder drug, oh, go on. the magnetic, the magnetic properties of the wonder drug uh-huh. are stimulated by the centrifugal forces of the electronic components in the uh, power complex. The, 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 the what forces? Don't ask me to repeat it. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll go with that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's as good as anything. Yeah. So, you know. Yeah. 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 Uh, but Steve manages to turn the power back on. Yeah, he does a good job. He teams up with Bigfoot. They help each other. That's right. That's right. So I assume in future episodes, Bigfoot and him are going to be on the same side. Mm, you can assume that, but I don't think they are. Maybe Ooh, I think maybe they are. Maybe they are for one reunion because he comes back a couple of times after this. He does, yeah. yeah. Um, but it's not always the same Bigfoot. And and you know why Bigfoot comes back? Why? Because ratings went through the roof when Bigfoot was on. Hence why I chose these two episodes. Because apparently Bigfoot was a like big thing in the 70s. <laughs> well, he's a big thing all the time. That's, that's the point of his name, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, you're right. See why you're laughing. <laughs> it's not called Littlefoot for no reason. <laughs> but you know what I mean? He was big with audiences. Yes, yes, he was, yes. I, I don't... Why? I mean, I like, I like you know... I like Harry about as much as the next guy. But <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what the appeal is. Well, I mean, was. we've been friends for a long time, Colin. That's right. That's um, right. Wasn't wasn't Bigfoot a big thing in the sixties and the seventies? Maybe I get what well, the hunt for yeah. him and the Yeti mm-hmm. and Sasquatch and all that stuff. I guess so. Is that is that the appeal? I guess so, and it ties in with that whole connects into that. Weren't those like there were movies like The Legend of Boggy Creek and all that kind of thing and. I think they that, that probably led into all this as well. Right, right. And it's still kind of a thing, isn't it? Yeah, but it's not really as much now, is it? Because we know it's not real. Oh, there you go again, Colin. There you go again. 
One day. One day you're going to be... Are you, are, are you saying there's a big... There might be. Really? Do you know? No. Because no one's ever really seen it except for some rubbish pictures of a bloke in a suit. Yeah, he's been on his own for 70 years. He's either dead. What's he mating with, Paul? How do you know he's on his own? Could have a whole bam- family of big feet. You don't know. I think we would have seen him. Why? If I don't want to be seen, nobody sees me. I see you and you don't want to be seen. Yeah, but I'm allowing you to see me. If I don't want to be seen, trust oh, me, right. nobody sees me. Right, right. You know. No. I wouldn't exist. leave the house if I didn't have to. D- doesn't exist. Well, let's just hope one day there's not a Bigfoot knocking on your door, Colin. I think you'd have a hard time in New York City. What was he doing? The subway? <laughs> hey, in New York City, I'm sure a Bigfoot could walk happily down the street and no one would bat an <laughs> no eyelid. No one would give a shit. Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah. That is true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so Steve reconnects the power and then he's going to say goodbye to Shalon and she sneaks him some of the medicine. She does. She puts it in his hand and then wipes his memory. Yeah. Wipes his memory, yes. Mm-hmm. And then... Leaves him somewhere, and then Goldman finds him. But he can't remember anything that's happened, but he hands the medicine over to Goldman, who says he's going to have it studied. Mm -hmm. And like I said, I haven't watched past this, so I don't know whether this comes up again. You would think that a medicine that can cure all disease would play an important part in later episodes. You would think so, yes. You would think so. Yeah. Mm. But that is the end of this two-part episode of The Six Billion Dollar Man. Wow, what did you think of the six million dollar man? The secrets of Bigfoot. <laughs> the secrets of Bigfoot. <laughs> Is that that's what it's called? You, you right? make it sound like it's one of those uh, you know, the the Hollywood wives kind of things, Bigfoot. you know. <laughs> All right, it's one secret, it's not many. Right. So you know we I always usually start my things by saying preambling up to something, you know what I mean? Yeah, I don't think there's a point to this. I absolutely loved this it. This time, really, is it? I loved it. Yeah. I thought it was great. Yeah. I was a fan as a kid, obviously, because I had the, the toys, even though, like we said, I think I watched it on a lot of reruns, not the first time round. Mm. I still own the annual. It's the only thing of merchandise of it. I wish I had the toys. I wish I still had the toys, but I don't. Yeah, I don't know what happened to my uh, $6 million. Yeah. Movie. It obviously appeals to the comic book lover side of me as a show. Yeah. <laughs> Suck it up. Because Steve Austin is definitely a superhero. He is. Yep, totally see that, yep. In terms of these episodes that we watched, are they the strongest of the series? Probably not. But come on. Sasquatch facing off against Steve Austin, aliens, earthquakes. Who wouldn't want to watch this? You know? Right, yeah. The look of the show, the clothes, the music. We haven't really even talked about the music, but it's kind of like a jazz funk thing going on through some of this, some of these episodes, isn't there? Yeah. Um, the atmosphere of it all, it's just great fun, isn't it? Lee Majors, is, he's, he's always watchable in everything, whether it's this or the Fall Guy or any of the other things that he's done. Like what? Was he in, he was in, I know <laughs> he was in a Western. I mean to throw you under the bus I know he that. was in a Western. <laughs> and I have seen episodes. If I had any criticism at all about this, I would say that probably the second half of the story isn't as strong as the first half. Hmm. But honestly, I love this show. It's iconic. 
it's definitely a hit for me. Loved it. Yeah. What about you? Gosh. Well, I think we're going to have an argument here. <laughs> nah, not really. The the only thing I can say that is I'm not sure this really needed to be a two-parter. Because of the padding. You can see that there's a lot of padding. Yeah. Yeah. I think this could have been uh, one episode. Mm-hmm. And it isn't... Oh, oh, I've you know watched up to the third season. This isn't my favorite episodes. But The Six Million Dollar Man, it, it's turning into be a great show. And I like the fact that, we, as we said before, you don't know what you're going to get, whether it's going to be science fiction or just an espionage episode or, or just adventure. Mm-hmm. You know, it's always different. And that's interesting. Lee Majors is great, charismatic, very enjoyable to watch. Uh, some great action sequences. Do you, do you, do you think it's, it's Lee Majors is one of those, and we've, we've talked about actors like this before, that should have been a bigger star than what he was? Should have been a movie star. Yeah, he's one of those actors that got stuck doing Six Million Dollar Man and then ruined his career. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. He's kind of a Burt Reynolds kind of actor, isn't he? Yeah, you're not going to get Lee Majors doing Shakespeare. You're going to get Lee Majors doing Lee Majors, and that's what you want. definitely. Definitely. And that's why the full guy works Mm -hmm. so well. Yeah. And he really gets to showcase that Twinkle in the eye side of him in the Fall Guy, didn't he? Even more than he did in this. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so I really enjoyed this. Uh, like I said, the music was great. And one of the things I found about the $6 billion man is when they introduce aliens to it, you don't go, oh, this is Jump the Shark. This is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. They always integrate it very well into the world that they've built. Which lots of shows don't manage to do. Yeah, and you think about it, you've got earthquakes, you've got Bigfoot, you've got aliens. There's no way that should no. really work. No. <laughs> no. But it does. It does, completely, yeah. Yeah. So for me, it's a hit. I think we always knew it was going to be a hit, didn't we? Yeah. Yeah, it was a pointless doing the whole episode, really, wasn't it? Yeah. I might as well not even bother editing and releasing it. No. Let's just forget it and go home. Yeah. Alright, well thank you for not listening because you won't hear it. Nope. Thank you to our Patreon supporters who also won't hear it. Mm-hmm. So until next time, goodbye. Bye. <laughs>